your flu vaccination online today at chemistwarehouse.co.nz. This is Super South with Joey Wheeler and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yes, good evening and welcome in as we celebrate all things to do with the Highlanders. Just an acknowledgement too that it is Anzac Day and um, yeah, a wonderful day too. Well, a really special day in terms of remembering why we live in the land of milk and honey and those that have given up so much to provide us the opportunities that we do have. Joe Wheeler is my co-host. Joe is currently down in Dunedin. He joins us. Evening to you, Joey. Evening, mate. Lovely words re Anzac Day. Hope you enjoyed um, some family time. We we spent uh, the morning with our family out at Outram and went to the parade out there. Great, great little service that they put on the Outram community. So um, awesome day. Yeah, it seems to have got. Um, I don't know. It seems to have got more popular, if I can use that term, in terms of. I I, I think this generation are a lot more. You know. Or even more respectful than perhaps the generation that I grew up in. Um, these dawn services right around the country seem incredibly popular, and it's you know it is important that we do remember our past. It's so easy to forget it, isn't it? Particularly in this day and age. It is, mate. It is indeed. Yeah, and um, oh, it, was, it was really cool. Some nice, nice touches out at the Outram one. It wasn't, it wasn't the dawn service, <clears throat> obviously, with a four-year-old and a. 18 month old it's a little bit tough to, to drag them out of bed even when you struggle to get them to bed at night um, you take that extra couple of hours sleep in the morning so uh, we were out there at about at about 10 o'clock which was really nice but um, bagpipes they had the works the old um, the veterans were out in force so yeah really cool mm. okay Joey uh, I'm not sure where to start here mate um, arguably the worst performance <laughs> of the season so far from the Highlanders when you felt perhaps they were on the cusp of maybe having a breakthrough but it didn't come. I mean, discipline, I don't know whether they were being picked on by the referees or they didn't understand the interpretations. Um, I will let you dissect this one for me. I will let you give us your diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. Um, a real tough one to watch, wasn't it, Mark, for, for all Highlanders fans, and, and I was no different. Um, throwing th- things at the TV screen, um, <laughs> just in, in sheer frustration that, you know, I... I as an ex-player, you understand that the guys aren't trying to um, to give away penalties, but you're right, the ill-discipline, it was just, they they just didn't seem to um, adapt at all to, to referee Nick Berry. Um, you know, they went over to Perth and you thought last week we were talking, we were like, they go on tour, they get two wins here, they solidify their spot in the top eight, and then they can, anything can happen from there, but Typical Highlanders, you know, um, they're, they're sort of coming right at the at, at this time of year, and then they just fall off the cliff, and it's like they're back to square one. They're back mm. to uh, where they were in Melbourne when they got a fifty point hiding against the um, against the Crusaders, and you're like, well, man, what, how do they just go? They they look like they're building something, and then they just take five step backward mm. uh, back. So three win three wins from eight games, um, and they go to Sydney, which again is a really really tough place to go. Um, the Waratahs are a far better side than what their record says, but they they've got some real soul searching to do. They were their own worst enemies on um, on Saturday night. Their discipline um, was just poor. I mean, yes, the referee Nick Berry, I thought at times um, his interpretations were borderline farcical um, to show five yellow five, or as the Aussies put it, five pieces of cheese um, to players. 
throughout that game. That's one way to ruin a spectacle. Um, but I thought what was glaringly obvious in that game was when the Highlanders don't have Aaron Smith, they look rudderless. Yep. Um, uh, Mitch Hunt, uh, he is a far better player when he ha- when he can lean on Aaron Smith, and especially with their technical kicking game. Mm. Their technical kicking was really, really poor, and that was because they were so reliant on Mitch Hunt to do the majority of their technical kicking because um, although he's a good player, um, James Arscott, a debut start for the Highlanders, um, he, he was probably a little bit at sea, um, got put under a lot of pressure. The pack probably didn't have the dominance they have had over the season so far. But, um, yeah, they just look rudderless without Aaron. So uh, some positives, I suppose, is this week Aaron Smith and Philao Whakatawa and... Thank the Lord, Jonah Nariki is back as well for the Highlanders. So some real positivity to, to hopefully bring a bit of fizz um, to that to that Highlanders side because they need it. They need it. They need to stay positive because they need to win this this game this weekend to to stay in with a sniff uh, of the top eight. I, I want to ask you about Aaron Smith as a forward. I mean, I, I've seen it um, with a lot of halfbacks. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of talking going on. They see the game. Um, they come in from the angles at times to the rucks. They get an idea. Are you listening to them when they're telling you what to do or when to move the ball or whether it's a chance <laughs> to, to pick, pick and go? Are they, are, do they act like a verbal sort of quarterback? I know the first five tends to control things, but are you listening to them? Are they giving you constructive feedback? What, what I'd say about Aaron Smith is you've got to filter some of it because he just talks the whole time. He, yep. can, he makes your ears bleed sometimes. But no, no I mean that. Oh, and, see, and see, he, oh, he, oh, is, he is honestly, mate, the most influential rugby player I've ever played with. Um, but hands down can um, read a game better than anyone. Um, obviously, his pass is just um, second to none, like the speed of ball. You used to like stand there and, and you just have your hand out ready to catch wherever you wanted it and he would put it on a plate for you. But it, it was, you're right, his messaging and, and what he wanted, mm. whether it was um, where he wanted you to go, he has like a real instinctive mm. um, way of playing. And you knew when he was going to run as well, and that's when he's at his most dangerous, is when he's picking off those runners around the ruck and, and then putting you through gaps, because he makes you look good. Like, that's what that's his great ability. Like, you just run lines off him, and, and he'll find you. He'll do the work, and he'll just make you look fantastic by making game lines. So, 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 when he's not there, you notice that, that he's not there. His, his control of the game is just phenomenal. So your Māori jersey, your broadcasting career, you owe to Aaron Smith. <laughs> he made you look good. You just said he made you look good. He did, yeah. 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 No, he, doesn't have my, he doesn't have my, quite, quite have my banter or, or yeah. my good looks. No, but, I was going to say, know, I mean... The, the, everything else. Yeah, no, your yeah, chiseled jaw, jawline, your chiseled jawline. I'm surprised you haven't brought into Wrexham Football Club, to be honest. I mean, you've got that sort of Hollywood look about you. Yeah, hey, well, far yeah, hey, no, but I, I, I watched Bryn Hall come through St Peter's College in early years and watch him develop. And, you know, I think he's been a bit unlucky not to maybe have the highest honours. But Bryn's another guy at halfback who's very good in terms of getting that Crusaders forward pack moving around the ground at the right times. And, you know, and then at the same time saying, hey, now let's release, let's let's use our back line. Yeah, I think... Um I always say this, it's, you know, it's not a bad four pack to drive around, is it? It's mm. like driving a Rolls Royce. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Smith at times has probably had to drive a Toyota Corolla. Um, oh, don't be that hard on you, yourself. Don't be that it. hard on yourself. <laughs> well, you know, like you look back at some of the teams that we had 
uh, mark, and we had we didn't have an all black in our forward pack. Yeah. We didn't have an all black till I think Elliot Dixon when he made the yeah. all blacks. It was the first all black um, forward that we'd had in, in in a long time, and you know we were. Oh, I suppose to go back to the um, analogy of a car, you know, we were reliable. We were we were a Toyota Corolla. We'd always front up for you in the morning. The heater would always work, and 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 it'll get you from A to B. Um, it won't, you know, it won't go a hundred mile an hour down the highway, but it, it, it'll get the job done. Now, I did the rugby run show on Sunday, and we had Sir John Kerwin on, and of course, we look across all the games. and I asked the question, and I and I want to ask you this question: Can we start asking questions? about Tom Donnelly? Um, can we start asking questions around Dermody, uh, the coach, in regards to whether or not they are good enough at this level and that perhaps we need a coaching change with the Highlanders? Look, and I, I know that you probably know these guys and it's never easy if you do know them, but I just want an honest question. I mean, you can't go and sack 23 guys. This is clearly a side that's not bad on paper. Um, and so you do have to start having the discussion um, around Clark Dermody and the coaching staff. I don't know. Like, I think you've there's two ways you can look at that. Like Clark Dermody's inherited a side, right? Like he hasn't he, he hasn't been able to put his stamp on this on this team yet in terms of a contracting cycle. So a lot of these players he's inherited um, in terms of the talent. Um, you, you look at yeah the results. Um, aren't flattering for um, Clark or any of the of his assistants. But um, you look at the work that Tom Donnelly's done, for example, the line out, the the, the scrum is one of the best performing in the competition. Um, you got the, the tight five itself has not gone backwards this whole year. Well, we, the least forwards are, are outstanding. But but to your point, yeah, I, I but I I do think you need to give um I, I think you need to give a little bit of grace period okay. for for Clark to stamp his mark on this team yeah. because I think to be fair to him, he hasn't been able to put his best side on the field once this season, Mark. Like yeah. he, he has. Had injuries during the week, injuries right up to kickoff before kickoff, and the the reality is with the Highlanders, they've got a a, a a 23 that can compete with the New Zealand teams, but anything under that is, you know, it's it's, you know, the quality is is dropping a, a, a considerable amount. Okay, so I asked that question to Sir John Kerwin, and he basically agreed with you on that. But what he did, he said, look, at the end of the day, your tight five's not good enough. He says your tight five just not simply yeah, do well, it. That's, that, no, that's bullshit from, no, that's bullshit no, from um, Sir John Kerwin, because he needs to look at the stats, because the tight five is good enough. The, the tight five is good enough. The tight five has not gone backwards this whole year. He needs to go and have a look at the scrum against uh, the Blues. His, his Blues and see how it performed so, um, that day in, in, in Dunedin. Or Fatunga Farsi got bent right over his scrum, the first scrum of the game. That's an all-black prop. So I think John Kerwin should just look after his own backyard before he starts commenting on the Highlanders' type five and, and probably stick to his knitting a little bit there, Mark. You know, you know, we don't comment on the back. You don't see a type forward commenting that often on the back three. Hey, this is this uh, is this maybe is, this, you should this, maybe you should look at that a little bit more. I love this. This is what we need. This is what we need. We need just that little bit. We need that angst. That's what we need. This is what rugby needs. It needs these narratives. It needs Joey Wheeler in the awkward moment with Sir John Kerwin. Oh, look, so, so, like, no, no. Okay, well, like, I want to Sir John Kerwin. Sir John Kerwin versus Joey Wheeler. Like, look, the credibility is like you can't even measure it. Like he is just through the through the sphere. But, okay. 
what what we can measure is how many scrums has John, Sir John Kerwin been in? How many lineouts has Sir John Kerwin been in? Not many. Okay. He didn't even like putting his head in a ruck. Um, okay. So, so, so you you know, you, like, you were happy. The five is brilliant. So you were happy on the weekend with Tucker Parkinson, Ainsley, Makaleo, and DeGroote? No, I wasn't happy with their performances. No way. Um, they gave away silly, silly penalties. Um, I, I thought Parkinson, his yellow card, he was hard done by. Like he jumped across, uh, jumped across the line and, and into the middle and, and got yellow carded for that. Where, where was the warning? Um, Ethan DeGroote, he'll be disappointed with that because he would have known that anything cynical from there on in was going to be a yellow card. Mm. So he'll be disappointed with that. Mm. Uh, I think they'll be disappointed with their, the scrum uh, penalty they gave away with 10 to go, which then... Um, let the let the force kick a penalty to put it out to 13, uh, 13 points, which basically uh, meant curtains for the game. But um, look, in terms of some of their performances, yeah, Marino, Michele too. I, I still thought they should have started Q Renton. Why why weren't they playing Q Renton? Uh, like the guy has been an absolute freak the last yeah. three weeks. Like keep picking on form, and that that combination seemed to be working with Marino coming off the bench and, and adding a, a significant impact. So I, I felt that that selection was a little bit strange, but there, there could have been a niggle. I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not I'm not privy to that. Uh, are you on social media? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because someone's just wanting to know where they can send their Sir John Kerwin gifts to you. <laughs> what gifts? What are those things called? <laughs> those little, you know, those little sort of animated images that you pop up occasionally, basically, oh, just, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, rather yeah, than know, writing know, words. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just want yeah, to send the Sir John Kerwin yeah. ones to you, yeah. Oh, please. All right. Please. Hey, sh- please sh- should, we ta- should we take three deep breaths and <laughs> come back and talk to Tony Brown? Oh, I love I the passion of the man. I love how much this man is a, is a through and through <laughs> Highlander, eh? How dare somebody from Auckland criticise my type five? How dare? I don't care whether he's knighted. Brilliant. 14 minutes after seven, we'll take a break. Tony Brown, don't forget too, though, we want to acknowledge the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Uh, catch the action live on Sky Sport and get your tickets at superrugby.co.nz. 18 and a half minutes after seven, we're celebrating all things to do with the Highlanders. Joe Wheeler alongside of me, Mark Watson. Great pleasure now to welcome in one of the finest coaches to have coached the Highlanders over the years. It's former All Black Tony Brown. Tony, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, lads. Uh, Quickly, quickly, did you ever have to have a hard sit-down one-on-one with Joe Wheeler? (laughs) No. No, he's obviously a good mate, so he's hard to hard to drop best of times. Wasn't wasn't one of my friends some, was dropping my mate. We had some deep and meaningful uh, and probably some more honest conversations over, you know, six to twelve um spates mark was usually when yep. the review and the and the real honest review would come out. That'd be about right, Brownie. Yeah, that'll be about the time. Uh, t- 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 uh, Tony, I want to ask you this. You're sitting there, I, I, I don't know, I'm assuming you sat there on Friday night and you watched that game against um, the Western Force. Uh, talk me through the emotions. Did you throw things at the TV? I mean, what 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 was obvious for you and what was what's frustrating sitting back and watching that performance? <laughs> Um, well, Joey obviously doesn't talk to you because <laughs> it's probably the, the one game I haven't watched this year. So I was actually in Japan um, watching the Tokyo Giants take on the uh, Tokyo Swallows in baseball. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, not, um, not, not well. Not well. Lived in Kanagawa Prefecture. But I, but I have, um, I have read the reports and and watched a few highlights, and um, <clears throat> I think obviously the frustrating thing is we didn't really get anything going in that game. We got penalised off the park, and ultimately we probably just beat ourselves, and um, you know, and a, a, probably a frustrating performance for everyone who loves the Highlanders and everyone involved in the Highlanders campaign. Brownie, you've obviously just got back from Japan and like you said, um, you're at the Giants game so you missed the Highlanders game, which is uh, understandable, you know, when you've got the, the uh, Asahi on tap being delivered to your lap at a, at, a, um, at a Giants game, I know where I would have rather have been on Saturday night as well, but uh, how, firstly, how are the how's the Japan Brave Blossoms preparations going, mate, and, and how's your team looking for uh, this year's World Cup? Yeah, we've had a um, pretty quiet start to the year for us. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the players are currently in their local competition over there. They just finished a round-robin um, stage, and they've got playoffs in a couple of weeks. So all the players are, are playing competitive footy, and um, there's not too many injuries, which is a good sign for us. And um, you know, hopefully in sort of three or four weeks' time, we get all the players fit and raring to go and keen to you know, crack into having a, another, I guess, um, good crack at making the playoffs at World Cup time. League One, mate, um, coming into playoffs. My son, Tori Sangaliath, are obviously there. Your Panasonic Wild Knights are, are there as well. Uh, who do you see as the favourite to take it out this year? Yeah, obviously, um, <clears throat> Panasonic is probably the top team and has been for the last few years, Joey. Um I'd say the final will come down to Panasonic versus Kubota, um, where Kubota have got a massive South African influence where they scrum you, maul you, and physically beat you up, um, which is, you know, not Japanese style. So it's going to be Panasonic who play the Japanese style versus Kubota who play the South African style. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Brownie, we're back to New Zealand now and the Highlanders. What what have you made of the Highlanders' performances this season? Yeah, I think um, you know it's they're obviously struggling with a few things going on there. Um, they're struggling to get the game going, which is you know the biggest disappointment so far. They they can't quite put a solid eighty minutes together, um, and then you know then they're getting injuries on top of that. And then the referees seem to be, um, you know, penalising the boys off the park. So, and as you know, like for a Highlanders team to go to go well at Super Rugby and to have not only a chance to win a game but to really compete in the competition, a lot of things have got to go right. And it just seems as though a lot of things are going wrong at the moment, and it's uh, frustrating for everyone involved. And um, you know, hopefully. Hopefully the the luck will turn and performances will improve and they'll get everything going right. Whereas when that happens, you can the boys can beat any team in the comp. They've lacked cohesion throughout the year and, and struggled, like you said, to get their game going. Why why do you think that is? Is it a uh, is it down to their attack? Is it their defensive lapses? Is it their discipline? Or is it a mixture of all the above? Well, probably, probably the easy answer would be to say say a mixture of all the, all of the above. But um, you know, 
when I've when I've watched, I feel as though that they struggle for a little bit of identity around how they how they're trying to play. Um, yeah. You know, there's not real there's not a real um, strong. This is this is our game. Um, this is who we are. This is how we're going to win. There's, there's not a real strong identity around around that in their footy at the moment. And you know, and, I, and that could be through a number of reasons: the lack of confidence, lack of belief, um, just not having the same people on the park all the time. Um, you know, but <clears throat> to be good in this competition, you've got to really believe that you can go out there and win every game. And, just not happening at the moment for the Highlanders. One shining light for the Highlanders, I, I believe this season has been um, the performance of their forward pack and the consistent performance of their forward pack. Now, uh, my blood got boiling earlier at the start of this uh, Super South segment because Sir John Kerr and, and and God bless him and all his wisdom and and the great knight he is um, has criticised the Highlanders uh, and the Type Five and said they're just not good enough uh, to compete in this competition. Would you agree with that that statement from Sir John? Well, I actually I probably agree with you more, um, Joey. I think if the Hollanders are going to uh, make a statement in this competition, it's got to be through what I believe is their strength, which is their is their type five and their um, ability to dominate full packs. Um, and to be honest, I would have. <clears throat> I would have thought that would be their identity with Clark Dermody being the coach this year. I thought they would have had, you know, a real presence up front. Um, they would have dominated, you know, not every four-pack in the competition, but they would have taken every four-pack on um, through through their set-piece, but also their physicality and, you know, made that their identity to go on and, and have a crack at the competition. Yeah, and look, I think that was more what Sir John was saying. I'm not saying that he didn't think the players were good enough. I think just as a unit, they haven't been performing well enough and they just perhaps haven't been um, at the level of intensity or level of enthusiasm required. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, as, as a fan, we sit here, it's the old thing, isn't it? A game is won up front. The Highlanders aren't winning. So can we lay blame on the type five? Oh, we always can. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look in the mirror. The inside back, so look in the mirror. Gee whiz. Uh, but, but you said about um, Clark Dermody there, and obviously he's, um, you know, it's been a really tough first year uh, for him as, as the head coach. I mean, the guy hasn't been able to put out a side that he's named on a Monday in front of the team to go out there on Saturday, Brownie. How how tough would that be on him? Um, you know, navigating this season so far. Yeah, no, and and you're right. It's and like I sort of said earlier on, a lot of things have got to go right for the Highlanders to be um, super competitive and have the ability to win games. And they're just not getting that luck with injuries. Um, you know, they're not getting the rub of the green with the referees. So. You know, it'll be frustrating for him that he can't keep the same players on the park each week and, and create some continuity and belief and, um, you know, and, and I guess an identity like I was saying at the start. So he'll be frustrated, but, you know, he's a calm guy. He, um, he's, re- he's realistic as well and he knows that if the Highlanders are in injury, injury troubles, you know, the depth's not, not huge. So, but, you know, the boys have just got to keep going and, 
and it only takes a couple of little things that turn turn campaigns around and turn performances mm-hmm. around and turn belief around. And I think um, Jones is a calm enough coach to, to understand that, and he's a he's a good enough coach to to turn it around. I appreciate your time, Brownie, and and obviously. Um, Wish you all the best with you and your brave blossoms for the the coming season and um, what's going to happen in France. And hopefully, I uh, don't know what you're up to next year, but, mate, I'm sure if you're available, we'd love to have you back down south uh, um, on the whistle for the Landers again, bringing that identity back. In, and um, hopefully, if Derbs does hear this, we, we see the type five roll the sleeves up and smack a few teams <laughs> on the nose for the second half of uh, Super Rugby, eh, mate? Yeah, that's right, and try and get the referees on board and listen to this as well. Arigatou gozaimasu, simasen, domo. Thank you to Tony Brown. Uh, lovely uh, to have him on the program. Um, okay, Joey, just quickly, we're running out of time. Your DHL Super yeah, Rugby Player of the Week. Uh, Billy Harmon. Uh, I thought again the captain's a captain's knock from Billy. He's had a really tough week as well, mate. His uh, wife uh, sadly lost her, her cousin during the week, so uh, Billy put on a brave face and, and led the troops um, into battle. And he once again was absolutely outstanding. Huge, uh, huge engine on the guy. So yeah, Billy Harmon for me. Okay, now just for don't reminder too, Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific catch the action live on Sky Sport and get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Looking to that commentary duel at some point of Kerwin, Joey Wheeler and Grant but should be a lot let's of fun. It, let's, should let's be a lot of fun. Happen. Let's make it happen. Let's I make it Sue happen. John. I let's love do, you, John. Let's, let's I do love the you blues. Sue, John. The blues Highlanders have these three in the commentary box, and I'll just sit back and enjoy the entertainment. <laughs> Joey Wheeler, it's been a privilege and a pleasure. Love your passion, my good man. We need more of you. That's what we want. We want that tribalism. Seven thirty. Yeah, no, we love it. Get up, the Landers.